Here we go. Here we go. Let's uh, keep moving along. Today's daf is daf hey. Page five in the Hilgim Masechus Bava Kama, and we pick up on the very top line, very top word. Here we go. Very simple. Let's give a quick overview. Our Gemara is going through lists of of uh, monetary obligations. Okay. For example, our Mishnah said there's four avos. There's four main categories of financial payments. Shor Bar Mavehever. Avishia came along with more. We have 13, we have 24. Okay. Now, when we got onto the list of 24, we listed Adam Zomimin. The Gemara had asked, why didn't Rav Aishia, who said 13, why doesn't he add the whole list of 24? So if you keep going with list 24, a lot of those were fines. They were penalties. They weren't financial payments. And again, let's explain the difference. Like we, like we explained yesterday, if I break your window and it costs 500 bucks to replace... My $500 payment is a financial payment. If you litter, and I fine you $1,300 for littering, that $1,300 has zero to do with the amount of damage that you did. It's a kanas. So Gemara says, Rav is not talking about kanas. Now, in the list of 24, we said Adam Zayman. We said Adam Zayman. So here's where we pick up. Says the Gemara, Adam Zayman, when it comes to the Adam Zayman who are obligated to pay... Me and you testify, Steve owes $100. And we are found to be Zomimen. Yeah, we're, we're found to be liars. Our whole thing is uprooted. You know, there's no way we can give testimony at all. So we're obligated to pay. It's a financial payment. Says the Gemara, why don't we mention that? The payment is an exact measure for what we tried to do. It's not like a fine or random $1,300 knas. What do we have to pay? Well, we tried to get you to pay. That sure seems like a financial penalty. Answer the Gemara, No, it's really a kanas. Even though in, in its nature, you're paying the same amount that you tried to cause payment of. Still, if we would admit to be Aiden Zayman, would it be obligated? Hence, it fits the parameters of a kanas. One second. If we're home like Rabbi Akiva, listening to why don't we say there's two types of damage when it comes to shor? Listen, shor dazik shor. There's one type of damage when an ox scores another ox. Listen, shor dazik adam. And there's a type of damage where an ox scores a uh, a person. The time we learned to the mission, Rabbi Kiva, Imer, Aftam, Shachavu, Ba'adam. Even a tam animal which doesn't have an expectation to gore, but it damages a person. Mishalim b'Meiser, Nezek Shalim. The owner's going to have to pay Nezek Shalim. So the Gemara is asking a question. That if we are following Shitas Rabbi Akiva, why doesn't Rabbi Shia be consistent with his opinions of Rabbi Akiva and divide Shar? Divide the damage of Shar, because that's what Rabbi Akiva does, and Rabbi Shia didn't. Why not? You're following Rabbi Akiva's opinions, answers the Gemara, Hatavre Rabbi Akiva Bigziza, Rabbi Akiva himself already kind of got in the way of his own psa kalacha, meaning the Tani we learned in Ebrisa. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, I would think if a, if a tam animal, this is the first time it's goring, the second time it's goring, when it damages a person, you need to, you need to pay Nezik Shalom according to Rabbi Akiva, but I would think you need to pay from the best property, which means you only pay from the guf, you do not pay min ha'aliyah. So Rabbi Kiva holds that when an ox damages, it's not always going to be mamish, a full-fledged uh, payment. And hence, Rav Aisha didn't want to list the case of an ox shehizik as ha'odam. We didn't want to separate it because 
It's not always a separate, a different form of payment. Okay? Is he following Shita Shabbat Akiva? Yeah. I says split up Shar like Rabbi Akiva does. It's not, it's not, even Rabbi Akiva agrees, it's not completely two, it's, it's not two completely different categories. Never of Aisha didn't mention it. One second, but we said Rav Aisha doesn't want to give examples of a fine. What happens if somebody violates a, a woman, uh, a young girl, or seduces a young girl, or a husband is mighty Shemra, he says she doesn't have besulim, she doesn't have signs of virginity, and therefore she had relations while they were married. The halacha is, they make monetary payments. So listen, why doesn't Rabbi, uh, why doesn't Rav Aisha mention this? Says the Gemara, well, I don't understand. Monavshach. I'll tell you why. Inezek, if it's considered damage, meaning when you violate, we know when you damage a person, you pay, you're obligated to nezek, the damage, sar, the pain, repoy, medical bills, sheves, uh, loss of work, and baishas, an embarrassment. So this that you have to pay for, for violating a woman or seducing a young girl, what type of payment is that? If you're going to call that damage payments, nezek, so then we said nezek, e nezek, tonila. We did mention it. E tsar, and if it's a payment for the tsar, tonila. Also, e baishes, tonila. E pegam, hainu nezek. Mayus lachlemar, what are you going to say, knasa, that really it's not a financial payment, this whole thing is, a, a, all these payments are a knas. Well, gewaldik, so here's the deal. Knas like Kamari, we already explained that Rabbi Shia is not listing anything that's a Knas, and therefore there's no need to separate it. Okay, so so far, where are we at? Just to keep our, our minds on the, on the program here, we had three lists of, da- of damages. Our Mishnah's list of four, Rabbi Shia's expansion to, 20, to 13, then the expansion past Rabbi Shia to 24, and, and we're trying to clarify why our Mishnah said only four, Rabbi Shia only listed 13. And and uh, the next bride. So I'm trying to just explain the differences and why we're we're sticking to uh, specific parameters of of damage. Says the Gemara. Okay. Now the the third Mishnah, which had the longest list, what were some of the categories of damages listed? We said hametame. If somebody makes somebody else's truma tame, so you have truma. I make a tame. You know what that does to it now? Loses its value. Because you're not allowed to eat tummy truma. Okay? I'm obligated. Or I ruin your truma. I'm sorry. Or I ruin your food by mixing in truma. Okay? So usually regular food anybody could eat. If you mix in truma, there's nothing to do about it. Okay? Somebody who makes somebody else's wine, yayin nesach, forbidden to benefit from as well. That is all financial damage. It's all financial damage. Why doesn't Rabbi Isha put it on his list of 13? Nachom, do you agree this is financial damage? For sure. Yeah, it's your... I mean, until now you could use the food, now you can't. You have a whole pot of chalent. You're waiting to eat it, look up at Shabbos. Somebody goes ahead and pours a whole bottle of milk in the chalent. Then you damage it. You're, I can't eat it anymore. Ah, you can give it to your uh, non-Jewish uh, co-worker. Shkoyach. Huh? They don't have to pay because they did an iser. They buy from those who follow, so it's right. He doesn't have. It's a financial damage. <laughs> okay. It's a financial damage. Yeah. So the Gemara says Manavshach. I'll tell you why we don't. Uh, Rebbeisha doesn't say it. 
You're going to tell me that unrecognizable damage is called damage. So then it's called damage. I already listed it in Ezek. And if damage which is not noticeable is not called damage, it's not noticeable that the food became tummy, Havali Knossa, then it's considered a fine. Ukanasa like a minor. Ravish is not dealing with fines. Okay, beautiful. So we still have clarity in Ravish's approach. holds that unrecognizable damage is not called damage. If it would be considered damage, and he already listed it in damages, says the Gemara. Tana hezeka de minkara, vatana hezeka de lai minkara. Chia separates damages which are noticeable from damages that are not noticeable. Why okay. There, why what difference does it make? Noticeable or not noticeable? What? I, I don't understand. Why Thank you. I was thinking that, but I was afraid to ask. Good. <laughs> why are you afraid to ask? Michael's asking a wonderful question. Michael says, I don't understand. Why would hezek she'enai nikar? Be Why would it not be called damage? Here's the deal. There's a difference, possibly, between when you ruin an object itself or when you ruin the usage of the object, but the object is still there. And I'll give you a case. I'll give you an example. in the Gemara. If I steal a loaf of bread from you in the morning on Erev Pesach, I have a chiyuv. You hear where I'm going with this? I have a chiyuv of a heishev gaza. I do tshuva a week after Pesach and I give it back to you. Can anybody use the bread? No, I'm Jewish. You're Jewish. Can I say, Haray, behold? The bread, I gave you back what I took. I don't understand the problem. I took a loaf of bread, I'm giving you back a loaf of bread. Or can you say to me, excuse me, you took a loaf of bread that I can eat, and you give me back a loaf of bread that I can't eat, that I cannot eat. So the Gemara over there, Sochem goes through uh, the, uh, this sugi over here, and it brings down various Sochem. I don't know the whole thing offhand, but that's, that's the nafkamina between what is called damage. Is damage... Do you look at the chefza of the damage, the, the item itself, or do you look at the halacha surrounding the item itself? And I could say, based upon halacha surrounding the item, you can also, you're also obligated to pay. It, I hear, we could hear either way to look at it, but that's the svara that the Gemara is coming from. That's the logic. The maisa, I'm giving you exactly what you have. Just because there's a halacha, does that mean that, that it falls under the parameters of damage on the object? Not necessarily so. So that would be the, the Hava Mina. Says the Gemara, Bishlamas, understandable, Latanadi done. Again, Ar- Armisha gave a list of four. Ravisha gave a list of 13. Uh, then uh, we had a Brysa giving us a list of 24. Bishlamas, it makes it according to Armisha, Tanaminyan, Lamute, Ravisha. It says four to exclude the, the Ravisha's counting of 13. Whenever you give a number, that means this number and not the other number. What other number? 13? Four of us, Nazikin, and we're not counting 13 here. Veravaishia. Ravaishia also gave us a number of 13. Why? To exclude what? To exclude the 24. Ravchia's list. Ravchia gave a list of 24. 
24 of us nazikin. 24 places we obligated in damage. Well, guess what? There's a rule. You don't need to count for me. It's not donut day. Yeah, there's a comedian who has a whole shtickle on donut day. I don't know what donut day is, but apparently at work, people, Fridays, people take turns bringing donuts into work. Yeah. So he has a whole thing about the power of the donut lady. She thinks everybody else is dumb. He's like, I go into the donut place and I walk in and I say, please, I need a dozen donuts. And she says, okay, what do you want? He says, I'll take five chocolates. And she says, you have seven left. And he says, wow. Shkoyach, mathematician. Right? He says, the donut lady just making fun of all of us. She thinks if you buy donuts, you never graduated middle school. You know what I mean? You can't get through kindergarten. There's a whole shtickle on, on, on the stress that goes into choosing donuts and counting donuts and having to walk, not it's knowing what... Stressful. It's very stressful. And not knowing what everybody wants. There's a very funny shtickle uh, on it. Yeah? But why, why do you got to tell me there's seven donuts left? For us. For what? I could count myself. So whenever the Mishnah or Abraisa gives a number, it's to the exclusion of something else. If you tell me this four, and not the other nine of 13, not Revaisia. Revaisia is 13 and not the other 11 of 24. Give me this 24. Why do I got to say 24? What are the cases you're excluding? Answer the Gemara. Lemute Meiser to exclude the case of a Meiser, somebody who gives over information about other Yidin to the authorities and causes them financial damage. That is called Nezek. That is called damage. And also, umefagel, somebody who makes somebody else's things into piggle. Okay, what's piggle? If a kayan shechts an animal of a Yisrael, or anybody, shechts somebody's a carbon, and he has the wrong intention, the wrong type of carbon, the wrong time, the, right, the wrong place, so there is a, um, the, the animal is called piggle, and the kayan who messed up is obligated to pay the owner. Okay, he's obligated to pay the owner. That's not on the list of 24, and that's what it means 24, to exclude the other two, which would bring it up to 26. Now, here's the obvious question. Why not list those other two? It's right? It's a hezek, damage. You got to pay. It's a loch, you do need to pay. So why don't we, why don't we mention it? Says the Gemara, the listening, say it. I get why you don't want to talk about Piggle. You know why? We'll say we're not dealing with the laws of Kachim. We're not dealing with the laws of the Beis HaMikdash. Everything we're dealing with is stuff that can happen right here amongst us in the base Medrash. Fishtay. Okay, we're not going into the base Amigdash. Got it. Ella Meiser. What about somebody who's a snitch to the authorities on other Yidden? My time of Laitani. Why don't we give that case? Shani Meiser did the Bura. Because a Meiser only damaged through his speech. And none of the other cases are dealing with speech damage. We're not dealing with speech damage. Says Gemara, first of all, it's not true. Yet when a husband says his wife was Mazana as an Arusa, and that's why she's not a Basula, that's words, and we listen. He says over there that he's speaking about an action. As opposed to a Miser, there's no action. Says the Gemara, oh, fine, but one second. I still don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> let's keep going through this. Adam Zoyman, how do you testify? With your foot? <laughs> what are you going to give testimony about? With your mouth. Don't tell me we're not dealing with speech damage. We certainly are. Thereby, even though there's no action, 
Rachmana Kari Amais, the Turk considers to be an action, the Chsib Asisam Kashlam Amlasis Lach. A very Lamdisha answer, which is that you're right, there's no action, but you should know there is an action. There is. Why? Because Adam Zomim itself is a very deep and fascinating place, which is we testify that you owe $100 to Matz. We testify. Comes along Rabarn and Steve, they say, one second, you can't testify. When did it happen? What day? Right here, right now? At 6.55 p.m., you testified, you saw it happen uh, in, uh, in Timbuktu. You're with us here, staking in the base in St. Louis. What Shaykh is, Allah is, we have to pay, what was it, $200? We have to pay the $200 that we claim. Why? You never even paid him. You never paid him. We didn't cause you any actual damage. The whole chiddush of Adam Zayman, the whole novel idea of Adam Zayman, is that the Torah makes it as if we become you and we borrowed the money from him, so we need to pay him. Says the Gemara, don't tell me Adam Zayman is just a speech testimony. Uh-uh-uh. You know what's happening to actually Adam Zayman? The Torah views it like we mamas borrowed the money, now we got to give it back. We're becoming what we claimed happened. We become an action. That's the Chiddush. And therefore it's not Dibor. Okay. told us. Says we're fine. According to our Tana, it says there's four of us, Nazikin, why? To let us know there's also secondary categories. told us, told us, get ready, Chibber. Don't worry, it's not going to be so long. We spent two daf. Working on Rav Papa's statement. Papa says, you know, the four of us, Nazikin. There's times where the Toldas, like the Av, the secondary category is like the Av, sometimes it's not. And we spend two Daf trying to figure out what's that case that Rav Papa's talking about, where the Toldas, not like the Av, it. Says Gemara, fine. We, we worked on our four. Rav Aishia raised it to 13. And Rahia raised it to 24. We had to figure out what are Toldas. Of four, you now ask the Gemara a simple, it's a Shaila, it's not a challenge. If Rav Aisha is going to call it 13 Avais Nazikin, what are the secondary categories of the additional nine? And then also Rav Chia is 24. Where, where's that coming from? And the, and, and the nine or the 11 are not Toldos. Correct, because he's calling them Avos. He's calling them Avos. Now, when you use avos, that assumes there's also toldos. So, what is that? Yeah. So, toldos say in my new. What are the toldos of those categories? What are going to be the secondary categories? Says the Gemara, Amr Rabbi Avohu, Kulam Ka'avais, the Shalim, Kulam Ka'avais. They're going to be situations that are similar to the Av Hanazak, Lishalim Mimetav. And they're going to be like the Av. Okay. Meaning any case you could think of, instead of giving us a whole list of the other nine, the Mishnah says, any case you could think of that will be similar to that Av Malacha, okay, so call it a case that's uh, <coughs> a case of uh, truma, damaging somebody's truma, yeah, something similar like that, where you're causing a, a loss of usage. Or, so that'll be my time. Why, what's Taka Da'alacha? That the that the told us are going to be like the avos. Asya tachas nesina yeshalim kesef because there's exira shava 
of the words tachas, the words nesina, yeshalim, and kesef. Which means, since, um, since the uh, obligation to pay is going to fall under these same four words in the Torah, what type of kesef can you demand payment from? Meitacharetz. It's going to have to be from the best of the earth. Zok the Gemara, or quoting a Mishnah, Lai Reh Ashar Kriya, Mave, Ax is not like Mave. Maika Amar, what does the Mishnah mean by doing this? Amar Azir Mishrei, the Rav HaKh Amar, Lichta Ibrahmana, Chada Vetesi Idach Minei. The Mishnah is bothered why we're listing, why we can't just list one, and from a Mamatinu, which means if I find it here, I could apply it elsewhere, I would know the other case. List. If I'm obligated when my ox damages, let's say Mava is, is a person. If I'm obligated when ox damages, wouldn't it make sense I'm obligated when I damage? That's what I would think. So the Mishnah says there's a difference. Yeah. Um, and therefore the Mishnah explains why you can't learn out one from the other. Each one has its own unique characteristic. What does this part of the Mishnah mean? What it means to mean what it means to say is like this. Let the Torah write the, the two cases of live. Now let's let's pause for a minute. What are the two live cases? So you have the Mishnah has four categories. Shar is an ox alive? Yes. Yeah. Bar is a pit alive. No. No. Mava is Mava alive? Mava is either shane or human. Yes. Yeah. Hever, fire. Is fire alive? No. It needs other things to bring it along. Yeah. So says the Mishnah. If I would only give a list of two, Shar and Mava, Vitesi Idach Menayu, and I would say, learn out the other ones from them. Hadar Omar, Therefore, the Mishnah has to keep going and saying, no, one from two, you cannot, uh, you can't learn out. Right? Why? Because of what, what, what Michael brought up the other day. And that is, fire needs other things to keep stopping it along. Right? So each one has its own unique chiddush, its own unique placement to say that the chiyav is going to continue for the original person. That the obligation is going to continue with uh, the original person who lit it. Amar Rava, Rava says, the kuluk he saw this bar minayu. Says the Gemara, all, all the other cases, if you include the case of the pit, Minayu uh, among them, Asikulu b'ma'atzad. You could learn everything else from ma'atzad, which means like this. Let's just, this is simple, just follow. Says Rava, I would think, okay, we gave four. Let's chazer again. Shar, bar, mava, hever. Says Rava, really, if the Mishnah would just have given the case of bar and one other one, it could be shar, it could be mava, it could be hever. <laughs> Just tell me Bar and one other, one of those three, that would have been enough. Says Rava. Why? Asikul Matzat. I'll be able to learn out the other ones from a Matzat. Levarmi Karen. Except for the Karen one, that would not work well with Bar. Vishumdik Lemifrach. I'll be able to ask on that, Malukulu, that the other ones are different. Because they're Muad from the beginning. Shane, Regal, humans. Right? Everything else is uh, uh, full damage right away. Ulaman Damar, the one who says, Adaraba, just the opposite, Karen Adifa, that the obligation to pay with Karen, the obligation to pay with Horn, is even stronger. Why? 
What are one of the um, characteristics of Karen? Remember, let's define Karen. That's base. What's a horn damage? There's intent. I own it. And my responsibility to watch. Right? Those are three characteristics. That Karen is strong. I would say a filu Karen nami asya. Even Karen with bar also would be enough. Yeah, it says the Gemara, fine. So if you're going to tell me now that you could learn out everything else from Karen, from, uh, Karen and bar, so why talk it, did we do it? So what purpose did we split this all up? Why are we splitting it up? Says the Gemara, the Hilchayseyem, to teach us the unique category of halacha in each of these four, which is, says the Gemara, let me tell you, Karen, what's unique about Shar, which is Karen, right? What's unique about Karen? Horn damage? You know what's unique? Sometimes you're a Tam, sometimes you're a Mu'at. Sometimes donor pays half damage, sometimes it's full damage. That you ain't going to find nowhere else. You don't find that a 15-year-old pays 50% and a 30-year-old pays 100%. No such thing. So Karen is unique, so we got to mention it separately. Shane Varego, Shane Varego, when things damage with pleasure or regal in the normal way of going, What's you, the Chiddush in that case? Why do we got to list it separately? Really, I would learn out that you're obligated. See, here's the deal. Remember, we're pointing out, follow along. This is, it's a simple Nakud, a simple point. We could have mentioned Pit and one other. So the obvious question we're all wondering is, why mention four of them? So this mission says, because if I would have just learned out from one other, I wouldn't know the unique halachas by the other ones. Let's say I would have mentioned Shar and Bar. Would I know Shane and Regal have to pay? Yes. But would I know Shane and Regal don't have to pay in a public domain? No, how would I know that? So the fact that they are obligated to pay, I would know. But the, all the halacha surrounding them, I can't learn out from Karen and Bar. Nachon? Make sense? You can't, you can't learn out from Karen and Bar. Because there you do pay in a public domain. I think of deep pit in a public domain. I'm responsible. So therefore, we're listing uh, Shane and Regal separately. Okay? The point is just around. Bar, why do we got to mention pit? Lift or by a A pit has a very interesting halacha, which we're going to get to later, which is that vessels that fall into a pit and get damaged are not obligated. Vessels, Kerem Arpata, Zegzeris HaKazov. Rabbi Huda argues on that, by the way. Rabbi Huda Demachayev, on this case, Kerem Arpata, obligates. So... Uh, lift or by a sa'adam. He says the reason why a pit is mentioned to patter up a person. Okay, what does that mean? If a person walks into a pit, the one who dug the pit is not responsible. Why not? See, here's a very important akuda. Important akuda, which is you got to look where you're going. You got to look where you're going. Huh? The guy talking on the cell. Right, remember there was this thing, it seems so long ago. Remember there was this thing, must have been, uh, I'm terrible with years. Pokemon Go? Yeah. That was hot for a while, right? People, I had a couple cover walk into shul. Catching Pokemon, yeah. Catching something in the shul, because I don't know how it worked, but like your phone had to be in a place, and they were put, they randomly placed, they put it in like the foyer of the shul. Mm-hmm. People were like trying to get inside to catch something or other. Like <laughs> sugar off the run. Like, what? It was wild. You know, the people just walking, like walking into walls and tripping I, on the steps. My daughter did that. 
Okay. Kids do it, whatever it is. But I remember it was like, it was a big deal. How long ago was this? Five years ago? It's, it's still Less? going on. It's still going on, but the fad oh, was about five huh? years ago. It was more? Chves. I'm guessing five years. Yeah? But if a person's walking around on their cell phone, doing this in front of their eyes, and punk, there's, a, there's a, 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 an issue on the sidewalk, and they trip and fall. At a certain point, you can tell the person, listen, Habibi, <laughs> you know, he can look at the sidewalk. You should look where you're going. You can't put the onus, the achray, is completely on one who's, uh, who's got the pit. On the other hand, if you dig a pit in a public place, on the other hand, if you dig a pit in a public place, people do not expect to have to dodge a pit in a public place. Yeah, nachon. So, the, it's a good point. The comeback is going to be the next few words which is that even in a place where you're, there's times where you will be obligated. For example, you can't hold the, you, like you're saying, there's times where you can't expect people to always see it. And this is, this is the issue. I mean, we come up with this issue all the time. There's a famous Vartan Musser, Brano's from Rabbi Saul Salanter, that's where I heard it from. You're not allowed to frown. You're not allowed to frown when you're out in public. Why? It's a barber, it's a rabbi. It's a pit in the public domain. You walk around like a grouch, everyone becomes a grouch. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're causing damage to everybody. People are like road rage and all these people. Your mom is like your own, your own uh, demeanor is a barbarous arm, which means fakir. The person walks you out with a smile. The person walks, right? You're, you're bringing uh, life to situations. But how does this play out? Why am, I, why am I mentioning this? Because there's always a line. Let's say when it comes to uh, modes of dress. When it comes to modes of dress. So you can say to somebody, you know, you're not dressed decently. <coughs> What's their response going to be if they don't want to hear that? Don't look. Don't look. You know something? They might be right. Can somebody who runs through the street with no clothes on tell everybody, don't look. It's your business. It's your business. No, because the natural inclination of a person... Is to, uh, to spy surroundings so we can see. Turn away. Turn away. But we'd all agree, we'd all agree that <clears throat> it's a bit sugar. You can't expect me under those circumstances to not notice something off. So, where is that line? There is a line where it's a responsibility of a person to not look, and then there's a, rel- a responsibility on a person to dress like a normal person. You can't, every, the society knows. You can't just walk around with no clothes on. Society knows. Everybody knows. If you want attention, go do something strange. Do something that's going to catch attention. It has to be different. But there is that area where there's a time where it's on me and then a time where it's on you. That's what our Gemara is establishing here when it comes to bar as well. When it, there are times when a person gets damaged at a bar. We could say to the person, Anshuldix, this is your achrayas. Ah, you could, should have done the... Uh, I get it. And therefore, most of the time, I will be responsible for digging the pit. Adam l'chayve bar So the category of Adam, this is the uh, mava, is written to obligate bar and nezek tzah ribu shavas and baishas. Okay, so now we, we explained nachamah. Let's keep an eye on this. Let's keep an eye. We want to know why our Mishnah lists all four, if I would just, if listing two would do enough. And the Gemara says, because there's unique halachas, I wouldn't know. Again, Shar, I need to know Karen that there's half damages. Bar is either to not obligate on Kalim 
or liftar by a Sa'adam. Um, Mave, why do I got to mention human damage? Because there's four extra categories of payment. When a human damages, another human, you have to pay medical bills, loss of work, embarrassment. Yeah? What about Aish? What's unique halachas to Aish? Says the Gemara. Aish, liftar by a Sa'adam. Fire is unique in that if something is covered over and a fire goes through and destroys it, you are the whoever lit the fire is not obligated. We'll learn this again later on in the Masechta, based upon Xeris Akasov. You don't find this anywhere else. If somebody were to light a, a haystack in their backyard, and the fire keeps going, and it goes into the neighbor's backyard, anything, it's obligated to pay whatever damage the neighbor's backyard, unless it was covered over. Ah, what does the fire know? It doesn't matter. Xeris Akasov, we'll learn later on in the Masechta. Your putter on on Aish uh, is putter ala tum. Fires on obligated things that were covered over. Okay, then the Gemara gets into some fascinating cases. What happens if you know your fire got out of control? Could you be running into everybody's backyards, quickly covering everything over? <laughs> right. But if your friend's doing this on your behalf, okay, we'll get that later on the Masech to But what's important for our halacha now is that since each one has unique halacha. It's a chiddush, right? It's a chiddush. Not like Doesn't apply to bar. Something's covered over by a pit. Something covered over by an animal. Animal damage that you're obligated. It's unique to fire. Therefore, we're mentioning fire. Rebuta says you are obligated when things are covered over. So what's it coming to exclude to mention fire? Says the Gemara to include a case of fire where uh, the fire uh, hit or transferred onto somebody else's field or somebody's stones, which are not easily flammable, okay? Not easily flammable. And um, they doesn't necessarily damage it. It might just put some soot on it or it might just put on covering. And you could say it's not really fire damage. Maybe you'll call it, uh, you know, some other sort of damage. Um, in other words, let's say a fire comes to a plowed field. All you're going to do is obligate the field be plowed again. Maybe you could say I'm not obligated. Just put in some effort and, and you'll get your money back. You're still obligated. That's again something that's a chiddush by fire. And that's why Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that uh, the, Mishnah lists, uh, the Mishnah lists the case of Hever. Okay, top line of Davov. Amr Aleph, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.